Hello, this is Ken, your podcast preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Two Fathers, capital F and lowercase f, one seed to the Savior and salvation. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode one of seven. So it's 1.45 a.m., and time to get up. You see, it's not early if you can't sleep because you know that you are sitting on a word. Not a single word for some specific one. Nope, but a word for an entire generation. Wow, now that's a sweeping statement. Yes, so much so that sleep flees at its nearing birth. A question for you authentically born-again believers. Do you ever wonder why when you get around others with a similar hunger for God, like those old revival folks who could not or avoided sleeping for days on end, while you too will stay awake, chatting away at the revelational things of God, until it is time to make your appearance at work. In these days, beginning at 58 years of age until now, this ministry has been the seed for my life. My role is to be the Johnny Appleseed for these woke generations and send encouragement and a warning. Not that hell is soon to make its appearance and break forth with alarming speed. You probably have heard enough of that word to the point that it is taking no effect on your spirit or conscience. Nope, you see, I think what it is is that God is allowing us to creep ever so deeper into the mystery of him and us in these days. That is to say that we should understand the Bible just a bit more than just us preaching and teaching the gospel. The part of the gospel that I'm talking about is the inviting people to church gospel, the milk for babies gospel, the we shouldn't have to teach anyone how to preach what they themselves responded to gospel. If they are authentically born again, they will have the desire to share sooner or later. It always happens this way. All we need to do is to help cool their jets down so that they don't burn the hair off of their unsuspecting family members, friends, or co-workers. What I'm saying is that there is some equipping that needs to be done here. Ephesians 4, 11, 16. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effect of working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Jesus gave us a process to follow. Why in the world it appears as though we don't want to follow it or have anything to do with it is beyond me. Could it be that we are the love will grow cold generation? Matthew twenty four twelve. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Probably not. It's not rough enough out there yet. 
So this means we have even less of an excuse to be fruitless or to have fruit go bad while sitting on the counter. There has been so much focus on inviting, inviting, inviting that few people are being equipped to remain. We have churches full of babies and young men, but there's not very many adults there. You already know, parents, when you leave your kids at home and you come back three hours later, there's all kinds of things happening that shouldn't have been. Kind of the same way in church. How is it any different? John 15:16, You did not choose me, but I chose you, I being Jesus, and appointed you, that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name he may give you. Keep in mind, for fruit to remain, you have to care for it. Yep, and whether it is true or not, as some pastors will agree and some won't, is that by all accounts, it looks like we are in a mine is bigger than yours race. And so much of the content taught in churches throughout our great country is more simplistic in nature than it should be. In January, we preach on milk, but by the time December hits, that milk is sour to our spirits. You might be tempted to say, but yes, we are always winning the new people to our church. You see, we are doing what Jesus asked of us. Nope, you are doing a fraction of what Jesus asked you to do. And due to the nature of the church business, it appears to be the most advantageous to stack the deck at the front end so not only does membership increase, but the resources as well. Never mind how many fall away later. 1 Timothy 6.10 For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. It is inherently a conflict of interest when you only focus on the front end. In a previous message, I chatted about the nine levels of troughing so that you could be made into a mature disciple. 1 John 12:14. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write to you, little children, because you have known the Father. I've written to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I have written to you young men because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Milk, bread, meat for the baby, same for the young person, and repeat and rinse for the mature adult Christian. 1 Peter 2, 1-3 Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes, Desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Hebrews 5:12-14. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full of age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. You see, the story goes something like this. Imagine you had a baby sitting at the table eating his cream carrots and sweet beets. Then out of nowhere, you place a piece of your filet mignon on its tray. The baby will cry until it is removed 
or chuck it across the room via spoon or hand. Either way, the baby is not going to accept that meat. Now the opposite is also true, although I have heard of some adults still partaking of the baby or gratin. Some of it may taste good, but does it offer up the nutritional value that the adults need? Good as those prunes or liquefied beef stew are, it is not enough to sustain you. You see, the purpose of a baby is to grow, and for the adult to also continue to grow. The baby can't go backwards, but the adult can. All the adult has to say is, nummy for my tummy. No more chunky steak, I will partake. Okay, so here's a Category 5 twister. I do not believe that we should actively be inviting the unbelievers to church as a primary purpose. In fact, not at all. Acts 2.47 Praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Now maybe I misread that. And the Lord used the church to add to the church. This was not so back in the day. You can review my message on the church purpose to go study the thing out. Surely you can make up your own mind either way. But the number of mature Christians serving in their calling and purpose, using their gifts, skills, talent, wisdom, personality, and spiritual gifts and offices in the role that God has created them to be in, because as we know, it is to God's good pleasure to set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased, should be well established in your own church before telling me that I'm off. Due to the plethora of scriptures, I decided to include them at the end of this paragraph, so as not to chop up the paragraph to the point of losing its intended message. But now we see the support, so you don't think I'm making this stuff up, as I know this stuff may sound radical if you are not being taught it at church or in the workplace. The scriptures are Romans 11, 29, 1 Corinthians 12, 3 through 13, and 7.20, Romans 8.28, 9.11, and 17, Exodus 35.10, 25, 36.8, Exodus 35, 35, Exodus 31, 1, 6, 35.31, 36.1, 2, 1 Corinthians 12, 1.13, 28.31, Ephesians 2, 21, 22, 4, 11, 16, Romans 12, 6 through 8, 1 Corinthians 12, 18, 19, and 24. Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep water.